You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Um, and I'm patently not Phil Whelan's because uh, he and I both being rather trained, obviously. But I forgot most of what I learned. It transpired. Nevertheless, uh, my name's Mark Webster. Um, I am a uh, regular course on this show, host of Talk Sport, among many other things. But more excitingly, I've got uh, a real plethora of talent with me. I've got more gyms than David Lloyd. <laughs> of course, uh, the regular uh, other half of this particular show, Mr. Jim Grant is here. Hello, Jim. All right. Good evening, Webbo. Nice to see you. And uh, it, it, it's a shame because uh, our other Jim did ask you before we started there, no poems this week, so you, so I'm going to have to drop the stanza Lazaridis. Yeah. Then, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, funnily enough, uh, I haven't felt inspired by what's gone on in the last week or so, amazingly. Oh, well, doom and gloom. Well, you, what, you, a really good old-fashioned hymn would have worked, wouldn't it, really? Some, <laughs> some really miserable 18th yeah. century sort of like dirge yeah. would, have really, would have covered it quite nicely. Wish everybody yeah. dies in the end if they're sinful. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. we'll, we'll save that for another week. <laughs> but we can talk to another Jim, and I'm delighted to say that um, we are joined by Jim Munro, of course, erstwhile one of the great scribes of the game, uh, clearly still an axe man, <laughs> judging by what I'm seeing the background of, of this particular shot. Mr. Jim oh, yeah. Munro, hello, sir. Good evening, fellas. How are you both? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm COVID positive at the moment. I'm in isolation. So, uh, are you Jim? now? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit weird. I, I, I hadn't had it at all. So this is my first lot. I've gone through the entire uh, pandemic, you know. Um, yeah. But, weird, really. Yeah, were you always behind the times, Jim? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's only got the old-fashioned version of COVID. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. Yeah, it's probably alpha alpha variant. Yeah, exactly. That's right. You get. Oh, it's a timeless classic. That timeless Omicron bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> who needs it? But and then, and, and that suddenly knocks uh, Jim Munro's epic bus journey into a cocked hat because I was a little bit worried <laughs> for, you know, about him making it in time. But you've you buzzed up from the West End, then, Jim. That's Munro. right. Yeah, uh, our office is in Soho, so it's uh, 
fighting off the shoppers in Oxford uh, Oxford Circus trying to jump on the bus. But our old good old uh, fashionable Red London bus got me here in time to speak to you guys. Well played. I've got so, a, a credit where it's you. Mr. Wheeler's had to blow out and, uh, and he, he very kindly asked me to fill in. And I don't know if he told you, uh, Jim G, about it. He said, don't know if I told you what he did when he texted me. I'm Mr. Monopoly in Monopoly life-sized. That's it, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be the whole of London then, wouldn't it? If it's (laughs) life-size. Yeah, basically he's now walking the streets. (laughs) He is, isn't he? With a a Scotty dog and a top hat on. Yes. (laughs) Interesting. And only that I I worked up there for a a TV production company, and and so I opened my bank account at the co-op at Angel, and there's a plaque on the wall, and when that was an old tea house, that's where they invented the London version of Monopoly. Right. They pitched up from America, I think, um, yeah. and then basically they did what you just said, Jim G, which is walk the streets <laughs> and and find out all the, and find the little places they're going to put on the on the London Monopoly board. Well, Angel Station's on there, isn't it? So they must exactly. have start, started with that and worked their way around. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, basically, I'd have got a map out. I'd, you know, I mean, there's a <laughs> Weatherspoons next door now. There probably wasn't then, I'm going to suggest. But, I mean, you could have just done it all, couldn't you? But but anyway, they they were very vigilant in getting the job done. Um, obviously, we're just, put, we're just sort of keeping the inevitable arm's length. And we we're going to do it a little bit further <laughs> because <laughs> we got a first-hand report from from Jim G on the last time we kicked a ball with anger. Um, yes. Seems so quite a while ago now. Tell us about it? your trip up yeah. to the OT. Uh, up to the OT, yeah. Um, I, I, it's an easy trip, Old Trafford, isn't it? I mean, compared to getting to City, it's, 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 uh, it's a good day out, I always think. I tend to park at the um, at Old Trafford, the cricket ground. Um, I like to have a nice lunch at the Old Hall in Sandbach. Shout out for a very fine pub on the way out and and uh i was looking forward to um to a darn good game but it wasn't really it was a disappointing uh disappointing game anyway and then obviously mm. the last minute um winner was a was an absolute sickener um uh and really it was, it was remarkably uneventful we didn't really they didn't do a lot but but we really didn't do enough to win it either a draw would have been a fair result i think um a lot of huffing and puffing in midfield, but very little um, at either end, really, uh, uh, sharpness and attack. You know, that, if I were a Man U fan, I, I would be very disappointed with what I they serve up. I think that's to... very fair. Because not, uh, given yeah. how grey air and contentious the winner goal, winning goal was anyway. Jim Munro, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it, how, how um, success and greatness is a relative term, because apparently this is a dismal Man United that we should have beaten. And they beat us and went into fourth place. So, you know, yeah. there's, it's some things, are, 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 there's versions of bad, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that that will take us on to talking about the uh, January transfer window that it wasn't, um, where we talk about expectation and, and how other teams and other fans are viewing us uh, right now. But, I mean, that particular game, I mean, those, those eight seconds went in slow motion. You could just see it unfolding, couldn't you? <laughs> Jim, just the way yeah, it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Just like you, you get to like, well, as I say, I think it was about eight seconds. The, the thing that got me about that, uh, yes, Frederick shouldn't have been so far forward. Thomas Suchek was uh, further upfield than perhaps he could have been. Bowen, if he just controlled the ball, although it wasn't his fault, it wasn't a particularly good pass. Um, but Cresswell at the back post, 
he's been exposed there a couple of times. It was happening against Leeds, and he's uh, it's like since he's come back, he's just lost his his spatial awareness, his peripheral vision around him, and he's uh, he's. He's always had a tendency to ball watch at that back post, I think. Yeah. It's been a weakness in his game throughout. And let's be fair, you know, he, he, he's, he's had a terrific, up until the injury, he's had a terrific season. Mm. And he's like a player reborn in, in many ways. And he offers a huge amount. But defensively, as a fullback, you know, there are, there, there are issues now in terms of, of kind of pace. But also that, that sort of slight tendency, either just to, to be caught playing someone on offside, onside or... But I think yeah. the, ball, the ball watching against Leeds was was uh, really, you know, the throwback to the kind of kind of defensive error he was making um, in a, f- a few years ago. Um, you know, and I, it's another area where we need ultimately to strengthen, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that. I, I, and and we, yes, we will now, both gyms, talk about the January <laughs> transfer window. And I would argue that that probably wasn't, you know, in terms of that as a conversation. I think we're all right. I mean, given given the new regime, given the recent transfer windows, given the relative success that we've had since Moyes seemed to have more control over it, I, w- I wasn't particularly worried about that particular space. And luckily, that's played into my advantage because we didn't buy <laughs> Sodol. So, um, I, yeah. I suppose should we should we start there? Sorry, sorry, Jim. Should we just start on the principle? Because there is, a, I think there's a solid argument that says that I kind of lean towards that buying for the sake of it would have been a worse idea than buying nothing at all. But I think there's a lot more, that area is even greyer than I've just tried to nuance it into. Yeah, I think for me, the, the, the biggest disappointment was look at the attraction we are right now. Mm. We're in the last 16 of the Europas. We're in the top five in the Premier League. With you know, this is the time to be lifting our skirts up and exposing it. Well, perhaps that's not a good metaphor, bearing in mind what's happening in football just now. Mm. Uh, but now is the time when you know we're, we're an attractive proposition to to a lot of people, and perhaps people who wouldn't have looked at us previously. And we've we've done nothing about it. And I uh, appreciate what you're saying there, Weber, about you know, okay, we we've bought some real duffers in January panics before. Well, we, we could sit and roll off the likes of Benny McCarthy and whoever, but there, there are certain players. When I, I put it this way, I said to my lads last night, I said, of all the players who have actually moved in this transfer window, who would you have actually bought? Who would you have wanted? Mm. And he said Matt Phillips, and that, that's actually the name that's at the top of my list because he's yeah. someone we looked at. I, I don't see what the problem would have been in getting in a Nat Phillips on loan with an option to buy. And giving them a try because we we obviously need strengthening in that centre back area. The Liverpool fans throughout the transfer window on social media kept going on about how brilliant he is um, and how they didn't want to lose him. We've seen firsthand when he's played against West Ham how good he can be on his day, and it, it's that I would have thought that would have fitted a, a Moyes brief of okay if you can't bring in someone who's going to immediately improve the first team. You're not bringing him in on a permanent. You're bringing him in on a loan with a view to making him part of that squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim, that, his name was as, uh, uh, Jim, as, as Jim just pointed out there. We, we've been talking about him for weeks in terms of being a possibility. Um, yeah, and it just seemed to kind of dissipate. Um, I've got to say, Rigi as well. I thought was going to make oh, was a conversation that we'd have once they picked up a yeah. new striker at Liverpool. So, and I'll be honest with you, gents, and uh, Jim Grant, I get your take on in it just now, I have one hope 
I genuinely wanted to get Kiefer Moore out of Cardiff simply <laughs> because I, I, I was trying to measure my expectations and simply think about a, somebody who could be literally the physical help that um, Antonio was going to need. Yeah. And we didn't even go that route. We didn't even go, which of course was the Craig Dawson kind of signing. And I yeah. was, and I was, I'd have contented myself with that. But Jim, Jim, what was your take? Well, I, I'd, I'd sort of take it back to thinking about the last two games that we've lost. And we, we lost to Leeds because they had more energy. They, mm-hmm. they had injury problems, um, but they, they just were, you know, they got every second ball. They pressed us. We looked leggy. You know, they, that, you know, um, and we lost to Man United because of their bench. Yeah. So you've got two reasons there where why a club in our position with a thin squad, it's a good first eleven, but we've known for a while that it, 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 it's it's a thin squad, and and where our aspirations are purportedly you know heading in terms of Europe and chasing Europe again and and, and moving up the league, um, it looks either complacent or deeply negligent not to have strengthened in this window it seems to me and I know we're talking about kind of Phillips and Origi and whatever as people who, who would perhaps feel slightly stop gappy um, but I, I, whenever I've seen Origi it I, I, I makes you wonder what Moyes has obviously got against him uh, Phillips you'd have thought absolutely as you say a Moyes type kind of you know blood and guts defender um of the dawson kind of kind of type um and the fact is we we, we're we're now going into a kind of crunch part of what feels potentially as a sort of you know make or break sort of season in some ways with new money supposedly coming in uh the sale of the club possibly not not that far down the line with the young star player who who is possibly among his the best in his position in in Europe, if not the world, um, if ever there was a time to speculate to accumulate, if ever there was a time to make a statement that we're we're, we're serious about this, this window is it. And I wonder, I, you know, I just wonder whether we might look back on this moment as another, not not as drastic in some ways, but another not capitalising on nineteen sixty six, not not capitalising on, on uh, building from that promotion team in, in, in the early 80s, not building on 85, 86, selling Rio when we had a decent decent team. It just feels like history repeating itself a little bit. I might be being a bit apocalyptic about If I'm devil's advocate on that very point, I would, you know, which, which the club will do, They'll point out that we're make, that we that we are dooming and glooming from fifth with a with a really useful cup tie coming up, you know, at the weekend and the round of six knockout stage of Europe. And guess what? If they, if we get that right during this next three, you know, these four or five months, this will be this would this conversation will be as moot as they come, and suddenly summer looks like the whole deal. And I'd add to that, Jim M, is that I've, I've you know I've been listening to and I've spoken to somebody from relatively well close to the story, and the implication is is that the money was there for the spending, 
But what we do have is David Moyes and his policy, his decision-making in play. And I kind of, again, just a glass-half-full version of this, or beer, in both of your case, (laughs) swines, Um, I I just go with the, I think I still need to just give Moyes the break and say, if you don't think there was somebody, if, if the deals that you went, I mean, I think a couple of deals collapsed that he genuinely wanted to happen. That also happens in these windows. Yeah. But I'm still erring on the side of letting him, of, of absolutely giving the manager the break here. What do you think, Jim, about that? I think a lot of fans would agree that he's earned the right to do things his way. Um, I, I just think that sometimes you do have to adapt your methods or your principles to the circumstances at hand. And yeah, we're, we're one Antonio hamstring away from not having a out-and-out striker and he's he's technically not even an out-and-out striker to begin with um and I, it's just an insurance policy we just needed a couple of insurance policies in there yeah. i'm not I, saying I, we have to spend 50 or 60 million on some star striker who may or may not fit in the squad yeah i'm more worried about the defense though because i i, mean, I absolutely accept you're right about you know um antonio and and he not only is it a question of the fragile hamstrings or whatever, but he's he's looked he's really he's he's not in great form. He's struggled right. a bit the last few games. Not surprising, so, I don't think, with the the amount with the the, the workload that that yes, is that exactly. is put upon him as as effectively a lone striker. Yeah, and he's now but, just been but, away with Jamaica as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you know, Man United apart, we're generally scoring two goals a game we're, and creating chances. Yeah, um, we conceded you know, three though. Jim. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that's my point. And that's my point. And, yeah. and you know, we've all felt that um, when we had Cresswell, um, Zuma and Ogbonner out, we got Ogbonner out, we know, for the rest of the season, um, uh, we, look, we looked... We looked less good, to put it mildly. I'm a little bit, and I'm a little bit distressed you know, about watching Diop go off to a relatively smatteringly loud round of the booze um, yeah. because, because yeah. of course, he's been, you know, he's he's, he's patently third or fourth choice centre half, but he's been thrown in the deep end. He's playing all of the football, and, yeah. and the mistakes that he makes as his game develops are suddenly started to cost us very specifically. And yeah. I, mean, I felt his pay there. And I still think there's a, there's a good centre-half in there somewhere. Yeah, I agree with you. And he hasn't played consistently badly throughout the whole season. He's had a, a, a drop-off of form alongside Dawson. He, If he comes in and plays alongside Zuma, he'll look a better player. Trust Definitely. Because uh, uh, Dawson wasn't think, expected to be doing this much heavy-lifting no. himself, was he? You know. No, exactly. Exactly. No, that's, that's why it makes no sense... That we didn't. I mean, clearly Moyes. Th- there's something about the guy at Marseille whose name I can't pronounce. The Celeste Carl. Celeste Carl, whatever his name is. Celeste Char, whatever. No, I think, <laughs> I think Jim's got a court order against him. He's not allowed to pronounce <laughs> it. I think that's the point he was making, Jim. In there, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's something about him that Moyes really doesn't fancy, isn't there? Clearly, yeah. Because I'm... that that you know, I mean, the thing about it is, is I I, I accept. I accept what you say that you know, Moyes has got a huge amount of credit in the bank. But don't forget, I, I, I'm someone who didn't want him sacked the first time around. Never mind, you know, and welcomed him back. I think he's a fantastic manager, but um, he does like to do the business late. And I mean, it's a bit like as an English teacher, 
I used to set people essays and uh, you know A level essays, and I would say, look, you, you've got you've got a couple of weeks to do this because I'm expecting you to do this amount of reading, do this research, pace yourself because you've got other work to do. And of course, you know, there were the conscientious students, usually female, unfortunately, to sexually stereotype it, who would go away and actually sensibly pace themselves and kind of hand the hand the work in. Uh, and there were the the feckless wankers usually boys who would uh, go yeah 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 and then leave it to the last minute sit up all night with caffeine and, and, and what else red bull and whatever uh, and time and again actually not get it finished because because it was a bigger task than they were which the moment would say that's why i gave you two weeks to do it you silly plonker well i'll and tell you what jim, jim, jim like Monroe would appreciate a bit like that we've been last minute merchants we've been students doing an all-nighter and yeah. faith Get our essay in. I got sorry, Joe. Uh, Jim Mumro and I, as, as you know, as, as written journalists, um, as, as perfect training. The only, the only, <laughs> that's perfectly acceptable behaviour. I mean, the only time in a time frame is literally the deadline. Exactly. There is no other time. Yeah, that's when that, you write. You write on the deadline. You cram all your research in. Of course, in, you, you write do. Three hours. Bang it out, and then a week later, someone says, "Oh, what was that you wrote about so and so?" You go, oh, "I can't." I did. That. That, that was <laughs> got three that? seconds after Don't the deadline had passed. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I, I again, I, I this, I go. It goes back to Phillips. I think would have been the, you know, bringing in a foreign footballer to 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 immediately hit yeah. the ground running and and play the second half of the season. I thought would have been a big ask a centre half, which is why I think you know your Phillips idea was good. And I got the one thing I am disappointed about the fact I just read this before uh, we started recording is that again he had a go for a striker. Uh, apparently he'll go back for him. Uh, Duran Zapata from Atalanta, Colombian player, which is a real shame because. Um, when he does come, I've got his nickname sorted out. We're going to call him Voxel because, of course, <laughs> Voxel Viva Zapata is is there, there, there are no options here. It, it's it's already job done on that one there. So uh, uh, while I'm on my negative kind of kind of trip, <laughs> I'm going to chuck in the fact that there was some really weird shit that went on on the rumor mill in the last couple of days. Yeah. Stories that was putting in 50 million bids for both Rafinha and Calvin yeah. Phillips. This Nunez bloke who came out of kind of kind of nowhere mm. um, and, and disappeared back into it pretty quickly. And just, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of you know. So it felt, you know, if it was simply a case of right, we're keeping our pie powder dry. We, we're happy with what we've got. Blah blah blah. Then Moyes, you feel, would have said that, but he made it clear he wanted to get players in. He was aware of those kind of areas of weakness of, uh, 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 in the squad, not so much necessarily the first 11. Um, and I just think it's been, in that sense, negligent. It also slightly worries me in terms of, you know, what does this say? What What's the messaging here in terms of players like Rice and Bowen? Yeah. In terms of what what is what how is what is this Kratinsky guy and what is the you know there was rumor of extra investment and so on. It feels that we're coming out of this window with more questions now than answers and and some of them quite worrying questions because if if the worst case scenario happens, which is a couple of crucial injuries fairly early on, we get dumped straight away out of this year. I mean, we could easily end up playing Dortmund in this. We're not going to get past Dortmund or or, or, or um, Atalanta, even to be honest. I don't think. 
Um, once we come up against some serious quality in Europe, we will be exposed. Well, I think that, that will be. That will. I mean, I think on the the point you make, Jim, on the on the two Leeds men, I think you're quite right to then put that to put Bowen and Rice's name in the same sentence because my take would be, and I, I guess that's why I'm going back to the, the idea of the summer window. <clears throat> if Rice and Bowen go for what two hundred million quid in total. That, those two, those two players are pretty decent replacements. Well, and, that's the. That, isn't that worrying? That's what they well, felt. No, like. I, 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 I'll go with worrying, but I also have to be a bit <laughs> sanguine about the fact that I think Declan Rice is surely destined for a Champions League club, isn't he? Ultimately, yeah, but he's twenty. He's just twenty-two. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think, yes, in, inevitably, but there, there is just this possibility, and I'm, you know that we could turn West Ham into a Champions League club. True. But, I mean, that, that, that surely is what the aspiration should be at the moment. With the first 11 we've got, with the, with the manager we've got and the setup and everything, with new investment coming in, with the, you know, every, surely that, and that was what we were supposed to be, that's what the whole rationale for this bloody move that it's, I never It's this historical fear that we've be. got though, Jim. You mentioned earlier, I, mean, I actually did, stick it on social media first thing this morning. I was feeling, I, I don't feel so bad now, but I was feeling as depressed as you sound now uh, this morning. And uh, I, post, I, I posted, you know, post 66, we didn't build on the Holy Trinity. No. Uh, the 80s, as you mentioned, again, we didn't build. Um, there have been all these points in history where we've been on the cusp of actually just taking that step up and yes. we've not taken it. And that, that, especially to us oldens, that's what this feels like here, that there was just that chance to get a bit of extra quality in to show Declan Rice and Jared Bowen and, and everyone else that, you know, we're, we're making the positive steps. But also, of course, we, we were spoiled a couple of years back with Suchek and Bowen coming in. I mean, we didn't know what Bowen was going to be like at the time, but he very quickly settled in. Um, last season, like Ben Rama was made a permanent deal. I think the jury was still a bit out on him at that point because um, he was a bit hot and cold in what he was doing, but it was still, OK, we've made it permanent, we're spending £20 million. You know, we And then suddenly, it's like the curtains come down and nothing's happened. It's the, the new head of recruitment. I think that was the thing. Everyone's gone, right, we've waited three months for this guy to come on board. So what's he got up his sleeve? What's he going to do? What's the special? Yeah. Why have we, we gone out and got this guy? What's he going to do for us? I think they're, they're all good points, but the thing is, we've got to kick, we've got to kick the cusp down the road a bit now. Till, till May, and let's, and let's hope that by the time we get there, things uh, uh, that we've got out of jail a bit. If you yeah. obviously Phil Whelan's will pardon me nicking his Mr. Monopoly line. <laughs> you know, Taking a quick break, and we'll look forward when we come back. So, you're listening to Stop Hammer Time. Um, the window, gentlemen. It's closed. We're putting it behind us. I'm drawing some form of metaphorical curtains across it. But from the outside, which seems to fit the fit the, the image a little bit better, because we're outside the window, so now I've got outside curtains. No, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> okay, let's move on instead then. Let's let's give ourselves a little run in the cup, shall we? And I, I speak about the FA Cup. It's... Um, it's a Saturday lunchtime at Kidderminster in front of the cameras. An abs- a good thing for you fellas. 
I'm glad it's um, not Sunday for once, but um, yeah. <laughs> but it does have it does have the prospect to completely ruin the weekend if uh, <laughs> you know, if the worst did actually happen. But I, 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 I mean, there, there there is never an excuse to get for going out to uh, to a team like Kidderminster. Um, we know we've done it in the in the past. We've we've uh, have we ever gone out to a sixth tier team? I'm not I'm not sure. Don't uh, think, I doubt. No, that, we've had we had a draw. Yeah, we? I mean, you know, we we know that we we've got a, a long standing history of, but I think you know, a Moyes team is not gonna is not gonna um, be complacent uh, about this. I don't think we will be complacent. I remember the um, I went to the AFC Wimbledon game, which was our last. I think that was probably our last humiliation. Humiliation. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Rice champing at the bit on the bench never got on in in that game. Um, uh, he might not start on this, but I, I think he'll want to play. And uh, you know, you've got players like that. You, you, uh, it doesn't matter. But, you know, the pitches are levelers and whatever. Um, I, no, we'll get. I'm sure. We'll, I'm really confident. We'll we'll, we'll get through that. Uh, I've got my tickets. I'm going. So you did well, did because there were very yeah. few and far between, weren't they? There's sixteen hundred, I think. So it's oh, that's it, not it, too the bad. Ground, I thought it was, I thought it was in the hundreds. about six thousand. So uh, it's going to be a big West Ham contingent there, it, it, proportionately. Um, I mean, I go and see a bit of non-league football. I go and watch Bromley, which is my hometown club, and they're the league above high flying it, in the national league. High flying, absolutely. But really, honestly, the the, the staff level of the football. <laughs> He's not great. And, uh, you know, we should absolutely impose our game on them. It's a great opportunity. You've got to see it as a, as a good footballing event. It will be a great day for them and, and, and for the cameras and whatever. But you've got to say, you, you've got to take those, those opportunities. It's an opportunity to get into that fifth round. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's a chance to really kickstart. Yeah. It certainly is. Is it an opportunity as well? I mean, I was—I went through the, you know, the, our development squads doing extraordinarily well. That you know, yeah. we clearly mm. got some young talent there. I was looking at the 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 young the Ockerflex, uh, who of course we, uh, I think we got from Celtic, didn't we? He's a uh, you right, know, yeah. Yeah. Republic Island good. under 19s, 14 goals in 20 games. Uh, I suppose it kind of harking back to the idea of the second half of the season. Would a game like this be an opportunity to bring a young footballer like that through? Get him, get him into a game, get him on the bench, make him more part of the first 15-16, perhaps? Absolutely. And I'm sure it will. I'm sure he will. I mean, I, I, I don't think it'll be... <coughs> I think it'll be a mixture of, uh, of under-23s and, and, and first-teamers. Um, uh, and, and he's shown that he's willing to do that in, in, in Europe. I mean, you know, that, that European game where we had an entire under-23 back four was... was Really refreshing yeah. to see, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I, you know, and they are good. Yeah, they are coming through. And, and, and you know, it might be that they'll play more of a part in this, you know, second half of the season and they have got a bit of faith in them. That might be part of Could be. the whole transfer window thing, you know. Yeah. I'm actually surprised um, we've not seen Ocker Flex on the pitch because he's been on the bench a few times recently, hasn't yes. he? Yes, um, you know, like, uh, like even at Old Trafford, uh, that was the sort of occasion where instead of the... Mazuaku Yarmolenko duo that he oh, likes to bring please. on. You know, just bring on one of the younger lads with a bit of pace and uh, maybe ask a few questions towards the end of the game. Yeah. Um, so I very much like to see him first team action. I mean, he scored, didn't he, in that pre-season friendly at Celtic when he yes. when he came on. Yeah. It was his first appearance for us. 
Um, and some of the goals that uh, we've seen him score, um, when you watch the, the club footage of those those under twenty three games, he looks he looks really useful. Listen, why not? I mean, you know, big clubs, and I include within that conversation, in particular Liverpool, Manchester United, have not in recent seasons been afraid to throw their young starlets into the the fray, mm. and and you've watched them rise to the occasion. And perhaps it's an opportunity. I mean, and obviously, I guess Ben Johnson is the is the poster boy for that. But perhaps he needs some company. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. up from the from 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 the from the youngsters. Let's move on then, because of course, uh, to your point, Jim Emily, Jim Emily, you mentioned him, of course, Antonio. He's he's mm. he's got a nut. I think he's still got. I mean, they're they're flailing, aren't they, Jamaica in their in their group yeah. stage? Yeah. Um, so that's a done. Thanks I think for it's one more game. Obviously, the good news is he won't have to play at the weekend, so mm. he comes back fresh for Watford in the midweek, which is. With a, well, I say fresh, but certainly with a, a decent few days rest from his yeah. international exploits. Yeah, um, and that's that. That is the thing. Now we're going to have to manage his um, manage his time and make sure that he does uh, get a decent rest when he's got back from his international duty. Um, but when you look at all the teams we were playing in the Carabao Cup, and like have we got as far as we did, they're knocking out Man City and Man United on their own turf and everything. It's actually nice to have Kidderminster this weekend. Yes. It's like it's like we deserve this one. We've earned yeah. this one. Yeah. Now so we mustn't waste it, but it is a good chance to get some of the younger guys in. As you say, Declan Rice will be champion at the bit to play. He'll want to play in every game. Um, so and I, I hope, you know, there is there is a decent uh spine of senior players in there, but it, it certainly should be a time for letting some of the youngsters. I'd like to see uh, strangely enough, I'd like to see Suchek in there. And more liberated. I'd like to yeah. see him because he's been such a trooper and 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 been the guy who's let Rice flourish in his game. Yeah, totally. And this would be, I for me, a great opportunity for Suchet to have something else about you know, and and let him bomb on a little bit more and let him go and get the goals and the runs and the headers that he used to get and just yeah. get so he can feel the breeze in his hair again a little bit. <laughs> well, that was what got me temporarily excited about the Calvin Phillips. Rumour actually, because the thought of having those three available would mean that that you've got that potential to to Suchek. I mean, Suchek is is the new Fellaini from Moise's point of view, isn't he? In some respects, and uh, and it's the fact that 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 Rice has evolved into this marauding box to box midfielder that has slightly cramped Suchek's Tommy's yeah. style, hasn't it? A little yeah. bit. Um, I still think they're they're a very effective, you know, central midfield pivot. But right. the flexibility of having an, a, another, you know, quality, you know, player of that of that kind of level would be really exciting. I think, you know, that's the kind of thing that the, the Champions League teams have. They have that they have that strength in depth, so that you know, if you get the odd injury, that you know, you have got people not only people who are going to come in and and, and keep the level up, but also yeah. give you that that flexibility tactically. To be it able to, you know, cut your cloth to the to the teams you're playing. It doesn't um, look like he's going to trust Kroll with that job, does it? No, does it? No, it's just not giving him the that's chance, odd, is he? Isn't it? I, I, Kroll, Kroll's looks all right. I mean, I'm sure he should play. Kroll, it should probably be Kroll and Noble to start with, anyway. In in central midfield on on Saturday, that should be enough, shouldn't it? I mean, you know. Um, you'd expect Johnson, maybe, maybe, maybe one of the maybe Longello and left black would be nice to 
nice to see another another opportunity for him. You know, I, I agree, Okaflex. So the thing about Okaflex is he's another one of these wide attackers, isn't he? Yeah. This kind of modern breed of... He's not a centre-forward, is he? He's, he's, well, he, can, he's, he can do the Bowen-like centre-forward job, can't he? You know, he, yeah. can, he can play inside. But then again, as, as Jim Empott earlier on, nor was Antonio. And so that's no, what's no, out. Okay. So, no. so they've all got to have a go at it, just in case we got another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's mean, only I, fair, isn't it, I think? I mean, um, Bowen is discovering his, his goal-scoring touch, isn't he? I mean, he's looking more and more like a goal-scorer. Yeah. Um, uh, not just not just the ones he's scoring, but the positions he's getting into, the chances he's had. He had our best chance, really, I think, uh, you know, up at, up at Man U. Um, uh, and I think Moyes likes him and, and sees him as potentially a better striker, uh, in inverted commas, than a lot of the people who were, you know, were being touted around at 50 million quid to come in. And as you say, uh, Webbo, you know, it's, you've got to hit the ground running, haven't you? You can't just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I, get, I think on the attacking side of the team, I'm, I'm happy to be provided that ultimately, you know, the 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 fuck off striker we're we're, we're gagging for for sixty million or whatever is going to turn up. Um, I'm I'm happy to wait for that. But I I, I think the issue this season has been in defence. Uh, mm, you know, we're, yeah. we're scoring goals, but we're having to score, as you say, two and three to, to win a game. Um, and you can't keep doing that. That's not that's not sustainable. No. Yeah, that, um, you know, but that as you said, lost our two centre halves, our two first choice centre halves sure, for a long then, for a long period. In fact, that back four to a great yeah. extent. So yeah. the, the, you know, hopefully that rectifies itself. I just let's go back to I mentioned. It's interesting, isn't it, that um, Watford decided that Claudio and Ranieri just didn't have enough experience, so they got Roy Hodgson. <laughs> 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 you would, wouldn't you? I, I, I. Um, I hate to tempt fate, but I would say after the break, and uh, touching on your point, Jim, that we've earned Kidderminster Harriers, I kind of think that we kind of earned Watford as an opportunity to get back in our stride in the league as well. Now, I know I have now cursed us by saying that, <laughs> but you really, you couldn't have, you almost couldn't have picked a better game, I would suggest, even with new manager bounce, if I don't know <laughs> to bounce anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, you'd hope so. I mean, uh, it depends how much they're going to they're going to put themselves on the line for for Hodgson. How much an impact he's going to have had? He's had a little bit of time to work with. Them. He has that. Yes, um, that's un- yes, you know. that's true. A couple of weeks with his squad, so they'll be better. I mean, they were a uh, they were a fucking shambles when we played them over there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, they looked. They looked. I mean, they were the worst team we've played this season. I yeah. think probably. Um, and yet they do have some decent players. So, um, you know, um, I mean, you know, before looking at it, you know, on, on the kind of lead up, our next two home games are, are Watford Newcastle. Yeah. And you would have said, oh, good, we're playing two of the, two of the bottom three. But actually, of course, you know, Newcastle are going to be a totally different kettle of fish, aren't they? Um, when we see them. I, I, I th- yeah, I mean, Gosh, if we don't beat Watford, then that that's a real bellwether, isn't it? I mean, that 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 will be a set of alarm bells ringing. I think more so free, than more so than Kidderminster. I think uh, yeah, we have we because we have in our DNA the the banana skin, and you and I think a lot of fans will defer to that that they think this is the sort of thing that we do, and we should not look at it as part of the bigger picture. Jim, I'll ask Jim M on that one. There is 
But Watford, that's a massive point that would need to be proved in front of the home crowd, isn't there, after what has happened uh, on the 31st January? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we've, we've been finding ourselves in that position, though, just in the last sort of six to eight weeks with some of the results. We've, we've faced games where, like Norwich at home. We really just needed to make sure we got that one away and comfortably away. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've had these little runs just recently where we've not been getting the results. You know, the, the Southampton at home and, um, yes, compared to bad runs we've had in the past, the, the bad runs I'm now talking about are perhaps losing two in a row for the first time in a year or something. Um, but, you know, we've, we seem to just be coming up against this just a bit more frequently um, these last couple of months where you're looking at Watford game, you're thinking, yeah, that should be a comfortable win. But we're already saying, yeah, but it should be a comfortable win. Yeah. Is it going to be a comfortable win? Um, and, and hopefully and probably it will be. But it's just, you know, it, it is the right time to have those two matches, certainly. Kidderminster and Watford, if we don't take this opportunity to get some momentum back, then then perhaps this idea of getting to the end of the season with the squad that we've got and and bringing in the riches we hope to in terms of um, perhaps a bit of silverware may not be as uh, as realistic as we, we're we probably hopefully thinking it is right now. Well, I've got to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to getting back to the London Stadium for the Watford game and to see mm. our new players that we've signed. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It all just come, it's all just come home. Oh, yeah. lads. <laughs> oh, well. Such is like, well, listen, gentlemen, uh, thanks very much indeed for uh, letting me look after you uh, fellas tonight. Uh, we have, of course, been stop hammer time. Uh, I don't know if there's any other jobs I'm meant to do at this particular stage. Uh, in ter- Jim, you'll, Jim Grant, uh, would, would Phil have anything else to say at this particular stage that I've failed to note? Uh, no, 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 I don't think so. No, nothing intelligible. Oh, <laughs> well, that's I mean- good. That's true. <laughs> Very good point indeed. On which note, then I would like to say to the two gyms, thank you very much indeed. And this has indeed been Stop Hammer Time. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.